0: What is up, folks? Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. I am your host, John Hutsmith, and uh, kind of a weird uh, just intro and timing and everything of the the podcast this week. So I'm recording this on Thursday, March second. And it is right before we are supposed to get this massive, massive line of storms coming in. And so, uh, like I said, I actually got off work a little bit early. Um, my my uh, boss, his uh, kid's school, actually let out early today for this upcoming storm. Uh, so yeah, everybody's just kind of sitting here in anticipation. And you know, when this uh, when this airs uh, this coming Monday. The storm will have already happened, and so, uh, you know, I'm just, i just praying for everybody, hoping everybody stays safe, and I hope everything turned out okay. Hopefully it was not as bad as they predicted. Um, Another kind of weird timing thing is uh, the Backwoods show will have already happened when this drops, and I am actually getting ready to leave tomorrow night to head to the Oklahoma City to the Backwoods show, and so just kind of a double whammy there. Um, So yeah, like I said, hope everybody's safe. Hope hope everybody made it out to the Backwoods show, Um, man. I know I've been talking about it for two or three weeks now. Uh, I hope I got to meet a whole bunch of you guys. Please, please come up, introduce yourself. I'd love to hear from y'all. Last week was really, last week, last year was really cool. I had a booth and everything. Got to meet a few people who actually got to meet a few people who had been on the show. Got to meet a few people who were, you know, listeners. I talked to a lot of people who had never heard of it. Talked to a lot of people who didn't listen to podcasts at all. Uh, I had like two or three, uh, older gentlemen who knew what a podcast was, but didn't know how to do it. And they actually handed me their phone and had me download my podcast for them. So that was pretty cool. So hoping that, you know, now that the the podcast has been going for another year, it's grown a whole lot, hoping that I have some really, really cool interactions. And I'm sure I'll be talking about that next week. Um, yeah, next week on the podcast when I record another episode. So, so yeah, uh, yeah now that we got uh, kind of the crazy awkwardness out of the way, this week's episode, we have a cool one. Uh, we have two of my buddies that I've actually been trying to have on for quite a while now. Um, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've probably heard me refer to my buddy Randy, who has the lease in West Texas that I deer hunt on quite a bit. Well, Randy is now on the show this week along with our buddy Kelly, Kelly is an old college friend of mine who now lives down here. And, uh, you know, he met Randy through Mead. So now we're all kind of buddies. And, uh, yeah, Randy's on the show this week. And this week uh, we went coyote hunting this last weekend. And this week's episode is about that hunt. And so we cover a lot of stuff. Um, You know, it's kind of based around coyote hunting for sure. Uh, we also got into some pigs, but kind of the main thing that we're talking about is night hunting. Um, we have we're talking thermal night vision, um, you know, electric vehicles, uh, racks to go in those vehicles to get you up high and call to coyotes and everything. Um, Randy just you know he's a huge varmint hunter. That's kind of his thing. He's he's honestly just recently kind of gotten back into deer hunting. For a long time, all he cared about was coyote hunting, and he used to do tournaments. He drove all over Texas, um, you know, West Texas, a lot of that area. And, uh, so yeah, so this weekend he brought all his toys up to our place. It's a uh, calving season. It's about to be fawning season. So we like to do a hunt this time of year, just kind of try to knock back the coyote population. Um, but yeah, so we talk about, uh, you know, thermals, we talk about night vision. We talk about electric vehicles, uh, his rack that he made to put in the back of the electric vehicle. Um, all that stuff as we cover. So if you've been thinking about maybe buying a thermal or buying a night vision scope, something like that. We kind of talk about the differences between the two and the advantages and disadvantages of each. Uh, we talk about the, the the coyote setup, you know, how he uses his call, why we started it, what end of the property we started at. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just kind of the whole gambit of coyote hunting, a little bit of hog hunting, uh, thermals, night vision, all that good stuff. And so, yeah, it's a really, really great conversation Um, he did, it was funny. We never mentioned it during the, uh, during the, the episode, but Randy did want me to throw out that we ended up killing five coyotes that night in some terrible conditions. Um, you know, he told me, he's like, man, the two things that are going to hurt us is if it's misting or if it's really calm, you know, no wind. And we ended up having both of those things. So, uh, but we did kill five coyotes and he wanted to make sure to emphasize that that's like an okay night. You know, like that's decent, but uh, could could have been much, much better. So he just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, like I said, you got me, you got Randy, you got Kelly. And it's a pretty darn cool episode, if I do say so myself. We all know each other very well, so it's a very lighthearted episode. We're kind of joking with each other and everything. But it's also, there's a lot of education in there, too. So, so yeah, that's going to do it for this week's intro. We're going to get into the episode on coyote hunting at night right after this. There is truly no place like the great outdoors in Oklahoma. When you're out in the wild, you want your wireless devices to work. Unlike other carriers... Bravado Wireless believes that coverage in rural areas is important so that you stay connected. With competitively priced plans and coverage where you need it, the mission of Bravado Wireless is to keep you connected no matter where you are. Visit bravadowireless.com or check them out at one of their retail locations. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Deer Lab is the number one trail camera app for hunters and land managers. From photo recognition to tracking individual animals, DeerLab's trail camera app saves you time, is easy to use, and works with all trail camion manufacturers. DeerLab makes it drop-dead simple to track specific animals or groups of animals using your trail camera photos. Profiles allows you to understand patterns by date ranges, times, and camera location. DeerLab's heat map allows you to visually see how a profiled animal moves at different times of the year. For all these features and more, check out DeerLab.com and don't forget to use code OKLAHOMAOUTDOORS for 20% off. One lake, all day, all yours. That's the Private Water Fishing motto. Private Waters Fishing is a member-based fishing club that offers a superior outdoor experience and some of the best places to fish in Oklahoma and Texas. Private means private. When you reserve a lake, you have exclusive access with no other members on the lake with you. These are professionally managed and stocked lakes, most of which are over 10 acres in size. If you want to get in on the action, call 214-871-0044 or go online at privatewaterfishing.com. Arrowhead Land Company has one goal, to help the hardworking landowners of Oklahoma and beyond. Founders Will Bellis and Andrew Schultz have years of real estate experience behind them, and will use it to help you either buy or sell that little slice of heaven. Real estate is one of the oldest and safest investments you can make in this great country of ours, so it makes sense that you want to trust that decision with someone who really knows the business and wants what's best for you. And it certainly doesn't hurt if that person knows a thing or two about hunting also. Check out Arrowhead Land Company for all of your land buying and selling needs. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. Today we have two of my best buds on. We have, actually I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves. Uh, Randy, why don't you go first? Yeah, Randy Bell. And?
1: You got Kelly Higby. <laughs> That's
0: right, Randy and Kelly. Uh, for those of you listening, y'all have probably heard me reference both of these guys in the past. Um, Randy and I, uh, Randy is the guy that I talk about my buddy in West Texas a lot. Uh, he's got the lease out there, we go hang out. Uh, Kelly, I, I'm, I'm going to, if you've seen the movie gone in 60 seconds, there's the scene where you have like the old school guys and the new school guys, and they kind of come together and they're like, Hey, like what's your, and he's like, Oh, like, I'm the it guy. Like I can do all that stuff. And the other guy's like, I'm the driver. And they point at this one guy. And they're like, who's that guy? And they're like, Oh man, he orders pizzas. Like nobody's business. That's Kelly. <laughs> That's Kelly in our group.
1: <laughs> the Lord of snacks. That's right. Kelly.
0: Kelly is the snack man, so, but no, uh, Kelly and I went to school in Idaho together, and he moved down here, and, um, Randy and I were friends in high school, and now all three of us kind of hanging out, so, so anyway, that's the dynamic of this episode, and, uh, this last weekend, the three of us got together, went up to our place, and, uh, and did a little coyote hunting, so that's what we're gonna be talking about today, and, uh, man, Randy and I, man, I don't know when we went on our first coyote hunt together, probably, 15, 14. 16, 14, maybe? I would yeah. 14. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot has changed in that time. So I'm, I'm 33 year 31, 32, somewhere in there. I'm 32. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm a year younger than you. Yep. Same and grade, but a year younger.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then Kelly, uh, man, you didn't start hunting until you started hanging out with us, right?
1: Which would have been about nine years ago.
0: Golly that long ago.
1: Yeah, this summer will be nine years. So I got christened by both of y'all into what hunting
0: is like. That is crazy, <laughs> man. And you killed a you killed a nice buck this year out there on Randy's place.
1: Heart rate was well over a hundred when that happened. <laughs>
0: yeah. He was so hesitant too. I had
2: to threaten him to tell him I was going to kill it if he didn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I said, "Say less." Put the old safety <laughs> off and let the copper jacket keep them warm. <laughs> sure
0: did. Uh, man, I, I hope we have more lines like that. All right, well, let's get to, uh, let's get to the hunt this last weekend. So, uh, uh so yeah, basically we went up there. Uh, Randy has a ton of awesome toys that we took full advantage of. And, um, you know part of the reason we did this hunt and and when we did it when we did it uh that's kind of a double negative but anyway why why we did it when we did it is because it's calving season um you know my family still has a, a ranch um the mommers are getting ready to have their babies and this time of year we just get overrun with coyotes um last year my brother thinks we actually lost a couple because of coyotes obviously it's good for uh you know deer fawns and everything like that and it's just it's just a good idea to take some coyotes off the landscape when you can. So, so that was the plan. And, uh, we met up, uh, Randy and Kelly went out to his place and got all uh, his toys together. And Randy, that's kind of, I want to start this thing off. Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of the setup we had, um, you know, the Ranger, the rack, describe those, you know, why you got it set up the way you did guns, all that stuff. Just kind of take us through the gear list.
2: Yeah. So, I have an electric ranger, the batteries, as you know, are, uh, dying. Uh, (laughs) I had just bought some lithium batteries that are supposed to be great, but they wouldn't fit, um, in that slot underneath the seat where the current batteries are. So we weren't able to use the good, strong lithium batteries. So we stuck with the old ones that are burned out, but they worked for us to get around the place a little bit. Um, the problem with that ranger is it's really small it's the smallest frame ranger they make and you i mean it's a tight fit with two guys in the cap so with the four of us you know with the rack in the back and it only has a thousand pound payload so the time you put
0: a 150 pound rack and then four grown men in there Yeah, plus, I, I forgot to dude. mention my, my brother came along with us also so yeah there were yeah. four of us and and, uh, and, and tell people like why, why you went with the electric version?
2: Well, I would, you know, in certain places you can't use that Ranger cause it just doesn't have enough battery life or you need to put more gear in it or whatever. But since we, your brother lives on the place, we were able to pull it on a trailer, you know, behind the truck right to the house, get out and only need to drive it, you know, a few miles, hopefully mm. total. I figured it would be okay. It's quiet, which is great. So like, hunting a place that's not massive, you know, we're not out hunting a 50,000 acre ranch. So you want to make the most of the, the property that you have. So, you know, if you're hunting 13 or 1400 acres and you're trying to maximize it, you want to be quiet, right? Like if we had a, a really big ranch to go hunt on, I would drive a mile at least, you know, uh, between sets, but we're trying to maximize what we have and make as many stands on the place as we can. So, you know, we start and try to go like, so the wind, which unfortunately switched on us several times, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, generally, you know, like say the winds out of the South, I would go start on the North end of the place. And we thought it was when we started, Mm -hmm. we thought it was out of the Southeast. And then, so we went to the Northwest corner theoretically we would start there and work our way into the wind right so that we wouldn't get our scent downwind on the new country we were going to hunt mm-hmm. um and if there's some wind it helps you know deflect the sound a little bit it was so quiet we were, i mean we had terrible conditions right like as yeah. kelly and i drove up there i told him multiple times like dude we're not going to see anything this is the worst <laughs> conditions i could ever dream up yeah. Back when we used to use the lights a lot, I would call it a fuzzy light night. You know, if it's foggy and you and hazy, you can't hardly see anything. But it was beyond that. I mean, we had actual mist and rain at times, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um,
0: yeah. But I don't. I, we're going to get into conditions, but I want to back you up just a little bit, kind of get back mm-hmm. to the gear thing real quick. So we got yeah. an electric ranger, uh, and it's electric, so you could be real, real quiet. And then talk about the rack you had in the back.
2: Yeah, the rack. Um, that was a really lightweight one that's made of aluminum. Um, it's seven foot on the top, seven foot wide, and then it's like three feet deep, so not super deep. It's got two chairs in it that swivel, and it. we need to do a little bit of modification to it because the sh- shooting rail that's attached to the chair is, is too low. Um, I uh, meant to put like a cop figure, a, you know, adjustable reaper rest on it and i just haven't had time to do it yet but intend to that way you can adjust it up and down on a stem lock it in place so and it's the right height for whoever's using it mm-hmm. um but there, that it's light, you know mm-hmm. seven foot wide and just enough space that both guys can spin their chair all the way around mm-hmm. you can fit a third guy up there to stand and scan a little bit better standing up you can You know, you got a couple feet over the the guy sitting down. So, you got just a little bit better vantage. Um, And it's hard for the guys in the chairs to – so, we're running thermal, right? And so, the guys in the chair, you know, you're bumping into each other. You got the gun up there trying to hold it. So, you got one guy. He's just a designated scanner. It makes it a little easier for him to spin around. Um, And with four guys like we had and an additional guy on the ground, uh, which – isn't necessary, but it was the only place for the fourth guy to be (laughs) (laughs) inside Uh, the ranger. And then he's going to be moving around uh, and and causing trouble uh, because it's, it's not real steady. So everybody has to be super still when it's time to take a shot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got big rack elevated sits in the bed, you know, it's up over the cab Two individual chairs that swivel 360 degrees with a built-in table. So like when you swivel your chair, the table swivels with you as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, very. I mean, really, really cool setup, uh, your older rack that we used to use, it had a double rail, but it didn't move. So you just kind of had to pick the gun up and, but for, like you said, for using, when you're trying to use thermals, uh, where that's your only, you know, you can't see anything unless you're looking through the thermal, being able to spin with that gun is, is huge.
2: Yeah. I still like the, the old rack and have Mm -hmm. it. Um, it's big and heavy you know Mm -hmm. it 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 won't fit in that ranger and it it has to go in a truck which is fine um but it was really calm and quiet that night and we thought the ranger would be better
0: Mm -hmm. and it actually worked
1: because i could actually help lift it up
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the big one it's uh it's going in the back of the pickup and it's it's not fun to load and unload and everything like that
2: Mm -mm but it's a little bit taller. It's, it's bigger. There's more room to move around. And, and while it doesn't have chairs that spin with you, it has like bass boat seats in it. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a double rail around it and all you have to do is lean up to the rail and you've got a very solid double rail with like eight inches between the two rails. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you it was much necessary. more set up. Yeah. It was much
0: more set up for light hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that kind of leads us into our next thing because we were not light honey. We were using thermals and night vision and stuff. And so um, you don't have to go into extreme detail necessarily like brands and everything like that, but kind of talk about one, you know, why you might use night vision versus thermal and then kind of the different pieces we used together to, you know, go out there, and find our critters and hunt.
2: Yeah. So I use thermal almost exclusively for hunting, but I have, i don't know multiple night visions but i usually just wear one so if i'm wearing a helmet my normal setup is i wear a white phosphorus on one side and a thermal on the other side which is kind of funky and i don't know very many people that like doing that i've only met a couple that have that have done it and they also agree with me that it's like kind of messes with your eyes a bit uh, and it takes even when you've been using it regularly, it still takes a little bit of time to like get adjusted. But thermal can't see through glass, and night vision can. So I like to drive blacked out, be quiet, be stealthy, don't want anything to see us. The night vision allows me to do that. And then when I get out or have the glass, if I raise the windshield up, I can see with the thermal. I just can't see detail quite as well as I can with the night vision. So the night vision is used pretty much just for driving and spotting um the thermal is used for spotting animals and then on the guns we had um and i don't mind talking brand so like uh what i was i I don't actually don't remember i think it's an l3 um white phosphorus that i was using and then um i had an iray um micro i can't remember the exact model i i remember something 25 it's like a 640 by 512 resolution thermal i like that a lot i've found that if i'm coyote hunting i won't use the the helmet i use it more when we're out stalking pigs and fields and stuff um the helmet gets it's heavy it's tiresome Mm -hmm. i haven't been doing my neck exercises lately so uh (laughs) you know it gets tired easily and uh i decided that I'll wear the helmet when I drive with the night vision on it and then I take it off and I use a chest rig. Um, I've got a couple different ones. The ones I like the most is um, FHF gear makes a pretty nice chest rig. Um, And then I've got an Everly stock as well. But the the FHF one is the one I've been using lately. So I'll uh, I'll run the chest rig and I'll hold the thermal. Like if I'm scanning, um, I'll hold the thermal in my hand with the chest rig open, which is basically like a. Uh, heavy duty vinyl harness. And when I see something, I'll be holding it up to my eye and I can just basically drop it into that chest rig. It's like a big pocket attached to my chest. So I'll just drop it in there and switch to the gun. It makes it real easy. Versus if I've got the helmet on, I am very likely to bump it on the gun or ding it on something. i Constantly getting in and out of the Ranger will smack my head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'll ding. So it's better to run it. For me, it's better to run it like this. Plus, I don't get as tired. Um, yeah. I, I like that. And then the guns we were running, um, one of them was a Trijicon, and then the other two were i They were mm-hmm. i bolts on bolt yeah. guns. Um, or one was a bolt gun, one was an AR. Yeah.
0: And I don't know, I I liked the combination of the bolt and the AR. If we're strictly pig hunting, I like an AR for obvious reasons. You know, you walk up on a big group, you want all those shots. Coyote hunting, a little bit more of a controlled situation. You're probably not going to use more than a couple shots at once. And uh, I don't know, I just I prefer a bolt gun over an AR usually anyway. And so I liked we kind of yeah. had both setups and ended up shooting both. Um so yeah, so so, yeah, yeah. so we, we got all our gear. We all had like a handheld thermal, like you said, for scanning. Uh, somehow Kelly and I drew the short straw and wound up riding uh, in the rack, which was very cold because, as you mentioned, not the best conditions. It was a little cold. Uh, it was misty, foggy. Um, we actually, at the end of the night, we ended up cutting the night a little bit short because it, it got so bad that like the thermals were just useless, basically. You know, everything was mm-hmm. cold and foggy and you just couldn't see very far. Um that's but, uh, a very
2: big disadvantage to thermal is <laughs> yeah. when the weather conditions are like that. If there's if there's rain, fog, or um, if it's hazy, you know, you can't see as well.
0: Yeah. All right. So I want to transition a little bit here. Uh, we're going to kind of move into the hunt. And so we're going to talk a little bit of just story time. You know, we're going to kind of walk through the hunt, um, how we did and everything. But as we go, you know, I might kind of stop you and slow you down and ask some more like specific questions of, you know, why you did what you did. Um, we covered the conditions. You mentioned that we started in the northwest corner because we had uh, you know, supposedly a south wind. Um, so let's, let's walk through that first hunt. So we go through the gate, we get to our spot, and just kind of walk us through the setup. You know, why you set the call, where you set it, why you faced it that direction, and just the whole gambit.
2: Yeah, so I mean, we started in that northwest corner because the wind was one mile an hour out of the southeast, right? Allegedly. So Allegedly. <laughs> It did switch on us, right? Um, Even while we were making that first stand, it switched on us, which was unfortunate. But we were able to deal with it. It didn't really screw it up for us. Um, And boy, uh, was I shocked that we killed three coyotes there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That one stand was more, you know, killing three coyotes on that one stand is more than I've ever killed in a a night when the conditions were like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I've gotten to where I'm just lazy and I'll quit. If it's like that, or I won't try at all. Yeah. But since we had made the effort to get there and um, drive as far as we did, we decided to make a go of it. But yeah, we 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 pull in for a couple of reasons. Um I faced the call kind of predominantly west. So this place is runs predominantly north and south. It's mostly open, kind of rolling pasture land and on the west side there was, I don't know how many acres of of thick timber on the west side, but quite a bit, and trying to maximize our acreage, right? So, I'm like, okay, we're going to face the call over here, predominantly west, a little bit to the south, and try to call something out of, no no telling which direction they're going to come from, right? Because they could come from, from the north was a big block of timber, from the west was a big block of timber, uh to the south was a kind of meandering wet weather creek that ran from the northeast and moved kind of southwest right there um with some trees along it and then we had a lot of open pasture land kind of off to the east and further south so trying to maximize ground knowing there were st- going to be coyotes out there in, in the open pasture country with the cows i was trying to be quiet too you know i was trying to call what was close um and then We could move around the place as needed, but, um, we tried setting up there to, I would try to break it, the place up into, it's not really wide enough to, to make three calls. So like if we were going to hunt just the North end, it's not wide enough really to get a comfortable distance apart for me to want to make three stands. I wouldn't want to make a call in the Northwest. Just for the
0: listeners, the place is a mile wide, so you got a mile to work with. So
2: Yeah, exactly um and kind of in between that you know you can see a lot of ground and it's open um especially in the direction you know we were in between those in between that one mile of width it's all open um so i wouldn't want to go 800 yards and make another set um so we we start in the northwest corner and then move to the northeast corner um Mm -hmm. but northwest corner i was playing a bird sound i like i have different rabbit and bird sounds this is one of my favorite bird sounds it's busy it's it's worked really well in the past i've killed i don't know how many hundreds or thousands of of predators with it and turn it's like almost my go to every time because most people use rabbit and my thought is if any of the neighbors are out calling i know john and his brother haven't been calling lately so if any of the neighbors have been calling they likely haven't used this bird sound maybe it's just different enough that it'll work so we try that and sure I mean sure enough it does right away. <laughs> yeah. Um and we ended up killing three coyotes there, plus mm-hmm. a trophy skunk.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> that skunk stumped us all, man. We had uh I think that was the last thing I, I killed the first one and then a second one came in. My brother was having some trouble uh finding it, and uh we ended up shooting at the exact same time. That was pretty uh, cool for for yeah. not
1: trying to do that
0: Yep. <laughs> <part. laughs> And then Very close
1: on the timing too. Like it was, yeah. it was one right after the other.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then Luke sniped one from way far away. Uh, we never did really figure out a range on that thing. Uh, no, I was, it was well
2: over 200 though. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and then, yeah. Randy and I both saw this thing and we both just assumed it was a coyote. I mean, it was charging in hard and, uh, coming in, coming in, coming in. And then it turned. I was like, the heck is that? And we both kind of we agreed it was probably a fox,
2: maybe. Um, and I genuinely uh, thought it was a skunk, but I've never seen a skunk <laughs> come charging into a yeah, call like that. Yeah, so I, th- I that's I right. Thought, I think I said it could I be think a I, fox. Yeah, I yeah, think
0: you I think I said it at one you point it two. Like a... I was like, man, it looks like a skunk, but it was just like it was coming to the call. So
2: and it was so, yeah. big, it had a really yep. big tail. And so my thought was I can't clearly see as well as I normally would because of the weather conditions. Right, mm-hmm. like there's almost a a wall at certain times. It was really bad where you couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't see further. You could see things like cows way mm-hmm. off in the distance, but not near as clearly as we normally would. Yeah. So that was like what kind of put the confusion in my mind was like that looks like a skunk. Why is the skunk running like <laughs> full speed right at us? Like, mm-hmm. and and the way it was bounding, mm-hmm. it had a really big tail, mm-hmm. but it was. Looking through my thermal, there was like a weird shadow, hazy shadow around it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, ah, maybe I, my I eyes are playing that. tricks on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that consensus was a
1: pew tail, is what it was. Oh, yeah, the tail
2: was like almost twice as big as its body.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Good thing we uh,
0: determined it was a skunk
2: fairly quickly yeah. so we could get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah, so that was a uh, call number one. And then, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's worth talking about our next call or two. Uh, <laughs> pretty slow. I think so. Okay, yeah, well, go, I mean, the next spot
2: it. where we move to, right, we we take our time to get over there. And we, we're we in the northeast oh. corner of the place. And we get, we're like, hey, there's a car coming. Let's. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like, we go put the call out. We all climb in. We're sitting there waiting. We're like, dude, is this car ever going to get here? You know, and it's it still hadn't even made it to the west boundary of your place, which is a mile mm-hmm. away from us. And we wait and wait and wait and wait forever. I mean, I I think we waited three or four minutes for it to get to your west boundary, right? Mm-hmm. And then then when it gets there, it mo- it looks like like it's moving five miles an hour, like they're just idling along. Mm-hmm. And I think what what did we determine? We think they were probably scanning with a thermal. They had a yeah, trailer it- behind them.
0: Yeah. They had a trailer with what looked like a four-wheeler on it. And yeah, we think they were probably scanning. Um, I don't know if they were looking for hogs or coyotes or what, cause, uh, like they would, they stopped twice pretty close to us. And both times it was like in a gap in the trees looking onto the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, we had thermal. And so we could see that there was like, there was cows in one spot, uh, that I couldn't tell what they were, but there were some other hot spots in another spot. And so, they uh they definitely seemed like they were up to no good. Oh, there's some
1: nefarious activities going on
0: yeah, right there. And and they probably saw us sitting up there. And, you know, we didn't have any lights on or anything, but if they had thermal, they were probably looking at us too.
2: Yeah, we were like just close enough to the to the house and the and the mm-hmm. barns and stuff where all those really bright lights are. You know mm-hmm. that there could have been enough backlight behind us that from the direction they were looking that they could have silhouetted us out there in that clean open pasture.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was definitely creepy. We were all, we were all a little creeped, especially when they stopped. Uh, and then like they
2: stopped when they got as
0: close to us
2: as they could get from the road. Right. Like yeah, and they got straight in line with us, they stopped for a while.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then like, they didn't drive off fast either. Like they just kind of kept moseying along all the way out of there.
2: No. And the only thing that, that made them drive away was the, car that started approaching from the mm-hmm. other direction right yeah. in front of them yeah i don't think they cared about us yeah
0: and they did have their headlights on i guess we mentioned that but yeah uh, Sorry. yeah i don't know i don't know but it's a little spooky for sure
2: yeah they were it was definitely nefarious but at least they had headlights on yeah right they, <laughs> that's true <laughs> if they were Hiring driving down the road in plain
1: sight yeah that's right
2: that's exactly what they were doing mm-hmm. So we we tried there for just a short period of time, but it was a waste. I mean, we had – these guys were, uh, I don't know, 150 yards or so from us mm-hmm. driving down the road, talking, sitting Pulling there for a, a while. There. Yeah, and then another car comes by, so we, we just – we wasted time right there. Um, I, I almost wouldn't even count it, right? Like, <laughs> we I'll we tried
1: – that trailer didn't have a single bolt that was entirely put together. On that <laughs> or working light.
0: No, no.
1: That, that trailer was shaking more than like a rap artist up there. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And then unfortunately, um, the poor little ranger just, it didn't make it. Uh, luckily, we were close to the house and able to load it back up into uh, the truck. Which ended up working out just fine, mm-hmm. especially after we figured out we could turn all the lights off in your truck.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that was a that was handy, and it's it's fairly quiet. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it ended up working with the mist and everything. Getting in that nice warm cab was way better than riding on the roof of the Ranger. So, Kelly and I didn't mind at all. I'll
1: tell mm-hmm. you from my perspective, uh, there were two key takeaways. One is that uh, my wool long johns were double effective inside the cab than outside the cab. (laughs) And number two is that you can safely eat Mike and Ike's inside the cab without alerting everybody around what you're doing. The snack
0: man, the snack man. Like I was about
1: to die. Like I needed some, I need a little boost, a little power up. And uh, Mm -hmm. there's nothing better than a Mike and Ike or like a hot tamale.
2: I loved when I asked, what flavor are these? And John says, well, you got mics and you got
0: Ike's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only two flavors.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't mind the truck. It felt great. And then yeah. luckily I had a couple extra hoodies in my truck so we could uh, block out what little bit of in the cab lights. Yeah. Uh, and awesome yeah. For
0: those listening, like when Randy says he wants it blacked out, he wants it blacked out. So, I mean, you know, we had it to where when you open the door, the lights wouldn't come on. Um, I made the mistake the one inside. time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna say, yeah. And uh, you know, what sweatshirt over the dash, the screen display goes off. I mean everything. And then uh I made one time I made the mistake of leaving the key in the cup holder instead of putting it in my pocket. So like when we closed the doors, it beeped. Uh so took care of that. And so yeah, so even though we're in a truck now, I mean it's still stealth mode.
2: Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem is you will ruin good night vision with lights yeah Uh, and if you don't ruin it or damage it and by ruin it or damage it i mean like it causes specks to get on the on the screen um Mm -hmm. it it doesn't look as clear um the lights inside the cab and i'm talking even the smallest of lights like in my ranger the little buttons i put like three pieces of duct tape over each one of them and the Mm -hmm. light will still bleed through It looks like completely dark to the naked eye you can't even tell there's a button there and then Mm -hmm. i put the night vision on and it's super bright same way inside a truck like the the lights that are on the side of the door you know the tiny little light that lights up the um the window control for example and i'm talking that thing is like the size of a match head it's little (laughs) those are the kinds of things that would it'll just blind you when you look at it Mm -hmm. so you want to be able to see out of the vehicle to tell where you're going In which case I was in the passenger seat directing John (laughs) or uh, actually for most of the time I was driving the truck from I was working the pedals.
0: He was working the steering wheel. Yeah. That was the
1: biggest business like trust exercise I've ever been through. I think.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we got the rack in the back of the truck now. We go to set up for another coyote call, but we ended up hunting a, something a little bit different on this one. So, mm. Kelly, you want to walk us through this one? I feel like it's your turn to talk.
1: There I was, amped <laughs> up on sugar,
0: uh-huh, ready to stand. go
1: in the back seat. I was just like, I was like the police dog, just waiting for that button to be clicked. You know, let me out that door, <laughs> out there. Let me get after him. Uh, So you boys were actually doing a lot of the work. I was mostly just there as moral support and good luck. But uh, we hip hopped out of there and we could tell that to the north of us in this alley that there was uh, some significant shapes out there that we could tell even with the mist. These were no longer cows and they definitely weren't coyotes, but my favorite nemesis, pigs. (laughs) <laughs> mm.
2: yeah actually whenever we got out like immediately i heard some really mm-hmm. close to the trick i don't know how we got that close to them yeah but
0: and, we'll and we haven't to... we haven't mentioned yet randy was out there with a bum knee he had just had surgery about a month before uh so we had seen some hogs in the distance but walking up on them just was not in the cards for randy uh
2: yeah you guys were welcome to but i was not
0: yeah we, we yeah, were on nipple along was not going to make it over a fence <laughs> yeah um, uh but anyway sorry i just wanted to interject that that's we had seen yeah. some hogs that had gone after them but these were just right in our lap basically
2: well some of these in the big group were some we had already seen i think they had
1: mm-hmm. kind of i think they had moved them. in from that north pasture like pasture yeah. one and two down what, uh yeah. i agree 100 with that statement yeah. yeah so like when i got out i didn't i don't know
2: why didn't have my thermal on but there were some probably 30 yards from the truck I don't know how we drove that close to them, as quiet as it was, but we did. And so then I'm like turning it on, like, oh, man, there's some right here. Uh, by the time I got my thermal on, which is like five seconds, you know, they're running away. But they weren't running toward the big group that was straight north of us. They went to the northwest, mm-hmm. um, which didn't screw it up, thankfully.
1: Oh, I didn't realize there was two groups
2: like that. No, nah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably more than that, but there was two definite big groups, right? Yeah. Like the group that we shot at was I don't know, 20 or so. Mm-hmm. It was enough group,
1: but... that I asked you I would say probably four times. Those are pigs, cows, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, these are <laughs> yeah. pigs. Yeah. Because I'm lot... not trying to shoot an expensive pig <laughs> a, aka a cow. And a, and
0: a lot of times at our place they are intermixed and so you do Well, they really to... were. They were yeah. close. Yeah, I mean these were in the calf pasture. Uh yeah, they you know, they were probably eating the feed from the calves. Uh, so yeah, so it, I'm sure it got, it.
2: it got a little Western. Yeah. Luckily it, I was able to use the upper body to get in the back, get in the truck. Um, it was actually easier than getting in the Ranger because of the, the nice Chevy, uh, in the bumper step, you know, mm-hmm.
1: um, you could get up. You didn't even slowly. have to have social security to use that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah. Well, then we load up in the, in the
1: back of the truck.
2: Or did we? Did all three of us get in there? No, no you I were was, in the top.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was just you were on the top. I was over the cab, and and Kelly was. I up. went to the no, fans. But
2: before we decided to do that. I thought we all uh, had gotten in. Kelly was up there with me for sure. I think
0: you're right. Yeah, I think I, think I, 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 I climbed down
2: first. Yeah. yeah,
0: I climbed down just to spread us out some.
2: Yeah, and then Kelly was literally directly behind me. Yeah. So, we, which was we not ideal. Moving and. <laughs> Since I was the least mobile, I got to stay in my perched position. Yeah, I was, was a
1: little worried you are going to Spartan kick me out of there or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, so, it worked
2: out all right, except for mm-hmm. John took the bolt gun, and what did we do? Did did Luke, your brother not yeah, reload it? Yeah, Luke had, uh, Luke had Luke oh, had taken one out of the chamber. Yeah, he had completely yeah. unloaded it. He yeah. went against the protocol. Yeah, to be safe with the bolt gun, what we usually do is just. Pop the bolt open. It's still on yeah. safety, but you just crack that bolt, mm-hmm. and it literally cannot shoot. Right, yeah. like functionally, it won't work. Um, mm-hmm. so he had taken the bullet completely out, and mm-hmm. we didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, which
1: to his credit, that was it's, a very. safe That's thing a safe do. move, right? Like
2: just, we didn't know, and he yeah. had decided to go in the house. Mm-hmm. So, so here we are, not knowing the guns. Yeah. On the
0: get way. getting ready for a one, two, three.
2: Yeah, get, yeah. yeah, getting ready to try to you know put the smack down on a bunch of pigs and Mm -hmm. john's over here with no bullet in the chamber (laughs) yep great So i very audibly you know count out loud or one two three kelly and i you know both rip off a shot and and get one
0: i hear Uh, the i hear the the dreaded yeah (laughs) of the fire engine going off and not hitting anything
2: yeah, and then I hear John say,
0: my gun's not loaded.
1: <laughs> I was I was eye on the prize. I was all yeah. in the moment, baby. Yeah. John, on your yeah. own, baby. Yeah. You're, you're on your own over there.
2: Yeah. I didn't so, even think to reload my gun either, right? Mm-hmm. So I have this AR with four. We had a 10-round mag. and It feeds better if you don't max it out. So I think we had put like eight, eight in it, you know, and mm-hmm. then we'd already shot the gun.
0: So it had yeah. like four left or five
2: yeah. left in it. Uh,
0: and of course, after you shoot, you know, all pandemonium breaks loose. And so I, I, you know, racking, uh, round in and stuff. And I'm looking for pigs, and I see some. And I'm about to pull the trigger, and all of a sudden, I hear Randy yell, "Like they're right here!" <laughs> and I look down, and there's this, there's a line of pigs running, like I don't know, maybe ten yards in front of me or something.
2: Yeah, when I uh, said that, they were about twenty yards. And by the time yeah. you probably looked, they were mm-hmm. like coming under the fence. Yeah, like, like probably I, not. 10 yards from you. They were yeah, it,
0: it was hard to make them out in the thermal because they were so close.
2: Yeah. And of course, I'm sitting here with no bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh I'd already shot three pigs in my four bullets. One of them yeah. I shot twice. Yeah. Those rounds were I hadn't shot those rounds before. They were mm-hmm. a little slower than I thought. So um mm-hmm. uh, I'm over here. I shot this the first one I shot broadside in the group, right? And then the, yeah. when they took off running, the first one I shot running, I just Put it on him. I thought we were close enough that it, I didn't need to have any lead, but I shot him way back, like at the back of the guts, kind of toward the ham. And then I shot again. I hit him there again. I was like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I shot my last bullet at another one. Yeah. Um, I was very, very cautious not to spray and pray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't normally yeah. do that anyway, but I was mm-hmm. just, like, I was just being extra cautious to yeah. and, really and, bear down and hit the target. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we've all hunted together a lot. Like, you know, when they scattered and stuff, you checked where I was at, you know, I once I was out of bullets, I made sure to step back. Uh, so you weren't like shooting over my head or anything like that. So, oh yeah. I asked with, like three times communi- where you were. Yeah. Communication is key when you're hunting at night, especially pigs when they're, you know, when all heck is breaking loose yeah, that's why then, they
1: always put the village idiot as far away from the other ones like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: what happened with your gun, Kelly? I know it jammed at one point, but
1: uh, did
2: it, it jammed while you were shooting with the ten round mag or was it with the what it was, was the ten round. Uh,
1: the ten round mag, I think it jammed and I cleared the last one, and i I think it was just at the very end. And then that's when I knew I had the uh, thirty round mag in the truck. Which I don't know why I didn't just switch that out and start with yeah. that. Yeah, that was a poor choice. I mean, on my part.
2: we we probably didn't have enough time to think through. Like, let's yeah. let's maximize our mags here.
1: Mm-hmm. I was I thinking did. pretty optimistic that you guys had bullets and that we were just <laughs> you know one bullet one pig kind of scenario. I was like, I'll
0: show you. yeah, I have bullets.
2: <laughs> I mean, there was enough pigs, and they were <laughs> most of them were adults, right? Like yeah. adult pigs, yeah. they're not that hard to hit yeah even when running especially when we somehow lucked into as quiet as it was i didn't understand how Mm -hmm. they all ran to us
0: i was about to say i i think so that pasture y'all may not have seen because it was night that pasture actually has woven wire around it that's why we have the calves in there and so there's probably only a couple spots that they could get out of that pasture and we would just happen to be parked next to one of those spots that makes a lot more sense. I mean,
2: yeah, but they had plenty of ground that they could run in to get away yeah.
1: from
0: us. That's true. I, I did my
1: come hear their pig dance. <laughs> That's
0: right. Kelly, Kelly just seductively brought him in. I was just
2: happy that when I was out of my bullets in the Grendel, that Kelly says it's no, it was for sure jammed when you handed it to me, Kelly, because you handed yeah, me the 30-round mag wrong. and the gun was jammed and I cleared it. Put the 30-round mag right. in. And then by that time, they had already come across this fence, across the, the driveway where we were on, and then mm-hmm. there's, you know, 100-plus yards, but I still managed to pop four more, which I was mm-hmm. so tickled about.
0: <laughs> you had so the high ground. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Say, you had That's the best right.
1: position. Yeah, Oh, I did.
0: And, and by that time, they were out from amongst the cows. They were just in a wide-open pasture with no cows, so you're a little safer. To shoot. Yeah, yeah, my good
1: angel be- on my right shoulder was like – Look for cows. Don't shoot a cow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was very patient uh, on my shots. I'd be like, "There's some cows. There's yeah. not some cows." So let's just. Uh... I,
2: I forgot that I had shot four pigs right there uh, by the shop
0: and the barn. Oh, that's so right. When we yeah, when we got there, like that uh, y'all followed me. I drove in first. Somehow didn't see him. I mean, my headlights must have been right on him. But yeah, we like we were getting out of the truck, and Randy just you know steps out of the truck and shoots four pigs right there by the house.
2: You know, I was, and the only reason I remembered it was because I'm sitting here thinking, why was there so few bullets in my gun? <laughs> I had a 10 round mag and I know I didn't max it out, but like, mm-hmm. why, why did I only have four bullets?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's because I put eight in it and I had shot four bullets previously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No. So, so yeah, that was just kind of an extra little uh, you know piggy bonus that we got there. Uh, obviously, we did not kill any coyotes at that location. So uh, no, we didn't even
2: try. We just no, we were yeah. like, let's load up and go to yeah. the next spot. Yeah, and then so, then we did that again. We loaded up, went to the next spot, and as we got there, the mist got a little heavier. Yeah, we called for I, just a little bit, and those two there was two pigs. Out I there. forgot about that. Yeah,
0: you killed more pigs. Two more. Yeah, yeah
2: that was uh, so
1: fun to watch.
2: Oh yeah, the one that was so they. There's like a tank dam, and Mm -hmm. the the two of them were trying to get away. They had actually gone so far to our right, and I'm in the right chair, that John wouldn't have had a shot. Mm -hmm. Which I was angry about because
0: I hadn't shot a hog yet. And (laughs) I was like, oh, I got this one. And all of a sudden, I hear like a clink because my chair ran into Randy's chair, which means I know I couldn't shoot.
1: I could mm. tell you were pretty riled up over there. Mm-hmm. You were trying to get the one, two, three, like really fast. And I was like, yeah, oh, they're still kind of moving. And then I look <laughs> down and I see that your barrel is like all the way over. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah. I, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I So I had to shoot pretty quick, right? Because mm-hmm. I was even going to run yeah. out of real estate to shoot. So I sent one over there and hit that first pig and rolled him completely over sideways. And he did a, a, a rain prayer. With both all four legs up in the in the air straight up. And then the other one took off running and I shot once and hit him. Shot once and missed him. Shot once and I don't even know how far he was there, but he was running straight away basically at that point. Really far. I held it probably two feet over the top of him to hit him. Mm. It was pretty far. Yeah.
1: That was a weird stand because uh at that point I was scanning for you guys. And the ground must have been either warmer or colder or the mist was higher up in spots because everything to the south of us, I could still see as normal, but everything to the north, it was like a very white blanket. And the only thing I could really discern were cows. And then those pigs Mm -hmm. you guys shot, I mean, they were, you know, just blobs almost. No, I think it
2: was fog or it was because there were. I don't know how many cows were there like 80 there was a lot of
0: cows so I think it was the heat from the cows ah I I
1: noticed
2: the same thing yeah
0: so I had uh so I was again on the left I was more facing to the south and up on that hill we have a big water tank big plastic tank that our well pumps water into and so I could use that as kind of like a basis so like I could see that water tank and I could tell like where the hill stopped and the sky started and so I would basically set my gun and you know the thermal on that line, and then just hold it there and swivel back and forth so that I knew I was looking, you know at the horizon and not up in the air or down at the ground,
2: yeah, yeah, it was hard. At times it was just i I couldn't tell what I was looking at. Like I knew I was looking across the landscape, but I couldn't see the landscape. It was just mm-hmm. white in my yeah. screen. or if I switched it, you know, if I'd switch it back and forth between white, hot and black hot, it was either mm-hmm. all black or all white, yeah, which was frustrating
0: yeah
2: so now we've made our second what i would call half call you know <laughs> we we made one good set at the at the first one had uh potentially poachers or nefarious characters interrupt our second one we went to blasting hogs at the third one didn't even call and then here we are we called just shortly and decided to shoot the, the hogs again so fourth spot we go to and actually call right mm-hmm. Um kill that one immediately and he was what like 90 or 100 yards away probably yeah
0: that's one thing i remember you uh teaching me the first couple times we were hunting together is you always start your call a little quieter and you always scan right away because like that you know we probably drove right by that one you know he wasn't that far off the fence Mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean we we killed him right off the bat Um, his
1: body behavior was very interesting because he was i don't know looking for a mouse yeah he was was mousing
0: yeah which that was cool i'd never seen that before so it was like he was a cat like he was you know jumping up in the air and like pouncing on it
1: yeah
2: it was funny because john was like i see a hog over here (laughs) just because you you know it's so at this point it's like it's misting so hard Mm -hmm. that you can't see very well Mm -hmm. and i'm looking at it i'm like
0: that's a funny shaped hog. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, Oh no, it's a coyote. Yeah. I think, I think it just like it being there, like being there already. And I think I just, it was more hog behavior than coyote behavior. Cause we just mm-hmm. driven right past it and it was still there. And so yeah, I think that's what threw me off.
1: I was thinking trophy skunk number two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's
1: no lesson. Like I, I want a little how to guide on these dang thermals where it's like this shape. At this size <laughs> is probably this animal yeah. because it's deceiving the size of what something is in the thermal versus yeah. what it actually yeah. is. Well, yeah,
2: I- and that one. And you're switching back and forth between you know your one power,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: no magnification scanning thermal, right? That you're holding or wearing on the helmet, and then when you go down to the gun, that one has, it starts at three power mm-hmm. optical magnification, then you digitally magnify it. So when you put the gun up it looks a lot closer and your field of view is a lot smaller Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the other thing it doesn't help that it was dark and i felt like i was looking directly into the sun and then i would look (laughs) away and look back i was like oh yeah i definitely i
0: definitely had some eye strain by the end of the night yeah going from pitch black and then holding that little screen right up to your eye it's kind of like playing
1: 64 like you just Mm -hmm. don't blink at all
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, I, i know multiple times where i tried to point and normally i could you know point with my whole arm and give you a direction and there was just it was like almost no moon illumination that night so whenever i would point you couldn't see my arm i'm like Mm -hmm. in this direction and then of course you pull your eye off the thermal and you're blinded for like at least five seconds anyway but you're over here trying to look at where my arm is and unless i pointed it almost straight up you couldn't see anyway Mm-hmm. No, nope. so and then if I point it straight up, you're like, Oh, the coyotes are up, they're up in mm-hmm. the sky, they're howling at
1: the mm-hmm. moon. Like, what's going on <laughs> over here?
2: Yeah, that's what happened with that that next one, right? So, mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't very long, maybe two and a half or three minutes before that one came in. And I caught him just beelining it, but he was going for our wind. We had a little bit at this point,
0: mm-hmm.
2: No, that when we finally got some wind for these last two spots we were at, the mist was just so bad it was heavy mist, like Mm -hmm. almost to a drizzle um and i'm over here saying oh here's one here's one here's one he's getting here fast you know and he's going for a wind way fast uh, yeah and that's why like me yeah (laughs) it's
1: going faster than you think well
2: that's why kelly couldn't find him because he thought he was farther away and then of course john was already on him and he's like he's like let kelly shoot him i'm like Kelly doesn't see him like i'm trying
1: to point
0: <laughs> i was trying to be nice hey yeah. <laughs> if he was where's waldo
1: i was not finding him that time i'll tell you that right now yeah yeah i mean because i not- looked at where he got shot and then i looked at where i was looking and i was like i'm hmm. I'm in a different continent over here I'm you, were, you were two line.
2: hours away as a as a clock uh yeah sits you know yeah he was on went.
1: mountain time and i was meanwhile i was over here still
0: on central time
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: so I, yeah. I stole a coyote from kelly kind of stole a coyote from luke and then randy stole all the hogs sure did i got i don't, I don't know how many thirds. i killed i killed a bunch I, of for, hogs. i'm sure. not sure either for uh for not trying to you know hog hunt we killed a lot of hogs that night
2: <laughs> yeah four by the house i mean before even unloaded which i couldn't believe that they just I mean, they were trying to ease away, but I mean, you drove in there and turned around. Mm-hmm. I drove in there with the trailer and turned around and I told Kelly, look, there's hogs right there. And I'm like over here, trying to get out of the truck, hopping out of the truck, you know,
1: gimping along flip, as yeah. fast as you can, <laughs>
2: <laughs> trying to find the first gun I can find turn the thermal on wait like eight years for it to light up, you know, before I can see them, but they were still there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, we're, uh, we're coming up on time here, but, uh, I got a closing question for each of you. So, so Randy, if somebody's, you know, maybe looking at getting their first, uh, thermal, uh, just what are some kind of some things they need to be aware of if they're going to start thermal hunting? Um, uh, it's a very broad question, but just, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a safety tip or, uh, you know, good use practices, maybe field care, just something they should be aware of.
2: Yeah, don't take your thermals out when it's wet. (laughs) That's like my biggest rule, and we broke that, right? We had several of them out getting mist on them, but they're fine. Um, I for sure wasn't going to fly the drone up in those kinds of conditions. Yeah. Not that we really needed it, but it's fun to use it sometimes. Yeah. Um, For for safe practices. Man, and I go with people somewhat regularly. That don't have much experience with thermals, right? I'm not out guiding them, but I'm taking friends or people I do business with. and constantly, what well, the big problem is, as we've talked about multiple times, when you take your eye off, you know you pull your head away from the scope and you can't see anything. So just being aware of where you are in relation to your hunting partners is a big yeah. thing, right? Like yeah, and and talking that communication is is key i'm always trying to let people know where i'm i'm not trying to scare animals away but once you start shooting it's not really a big deal right so you can talk to each other a little bit like hey i'm right here don't turn too far or you know where your buddy is next to you as the hogs move um usually it's not a problem if you're coyote hunting right Mm -hmm. like you know where everybody is especially in our situation where we were in iraq but like for guys out hog hunting with thermals, that's the big issue I find is people not knowing where each other is. You got to be safe. I haven't had any any issues with like close calls, but I try to be extra cautious with that. And then sometimes, you know, like we've had the problem is lots of people want to go. Bigger groups make it even mm-hmm. more difficult and dangerous, right? Like if there's three of you you got one guy in the middle, he can count down when you do your one, two, three and you you just, you're very aware of where your hunting partners are. But if there's five of you, Mm -hmm. you know, you can shoot in a line, but as they start to move, you just know like, Hey, I can't move. Or if you're on one end of the line and you're on the left side and they move way to the right, maybe you can, you know, turn around, point your gun up in the air in a safe direction. Like if I'm on my tripod, I've done that. Or like if I'm the guy on the left and they all ran to the right, I'll like point my gun up in the sky, carry my tripod over there around behind everybody. Hey, I'm going behind. I'm going behind mm-hmm. that way. Nobody gets confused or yeah. scared when I start firing off rounds next to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some point, you know, a hog's not worth somebody else's life. So at some, at some point, you know, you just need to quit shooting, you know, And that's kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, again, kind of comes with experience. Like when you've, when you've killed a lot, you're not quite as, you know, bloodthirsty or whatever you want to say, you know, like you've kind of been around the block. Whereas, you know, if it's your first time and you're not sure if you're going to get to go again, you might be a little bit more willing to push that trigger and stuff. Uh, But yeah, just kind of knowing when it's time for you to stop and let just, you know, letting them run away or letting somebody else continue to shoot is a big part of it too. Are, I agree. Doing
1: like, are there houses in the, the fields on the next way over yeah. or something
0: like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kelly, uh, I need your top three snack suggestions.
1: You got to go for something that will survive the evening. <laughs> so you got to have some hard goods like your Mike and Ike's or your hot tamales because they're they're going to do well. They got that hard outer shell. They're going to taste great and they're very mobile. However, they're too loud. So that's like you're in the truck snack is a mike and ike
2: and not that feeling.
1: And not that feeling. Yeah, no. Yeah, you'll definitely still be extremely hungry. And then you got to have what I call your your gas station trophy, which is you've been hunting, you stop over at the gas station and you get that like ice cream bar or something that's uh, very time oriented that's going to expire, but it's going to be a nice big boost, uh, and that'll really get you going. And then if you want that kind of filling snack, I'm just going to say it: barbecue Pringles. It's uh, a <laughs> it's a classic. I mean, uh-huh. you cannot go wrong with a Pringle. I'm they're they're space engineered. Uh, it's just going to be a great thing. <laughs>
2: If you never popped the top, you could send those bad boys to outer space and back.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's the three snacks. So you gotta have your your truck snack, you gotta have your gas station snack, and then you gotta have your, you know, your old tried and true war horse, which is Pringles.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> awesome guys. Well, uh, is there a need for either of you to uh, dish out your social medias before we uh, close it down real quick? <laughs> no, Brother, I don't even, I don't even got one to dish out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got
2: an Instagram that I have 12 friends on and I don't take the, I don't accept the request just cause I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anybody to see what I'm up to.
1: Yeah. Last photo was 12 years ago. <laughs>
0: like eight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, just thought I'd give y'all the opportunity. Uh, well, cool, guys. Well, man, I appreciate y'all coming on, chatting with me. It was fun. We're definitely going to have to do it some more. And uh, we, we've been saying for two years that uh, we we're going to do a deer camp podcast, and we have not got that done yet. So yeah. I'm just putting it out there for everybody to hear now. So now we have some accountability. Uh, this coming fall, we got to do a deer, cap, or a, a deer camp episode. So I'll bring right. the snacks. Right. I bet we can kill five coyotes at deer camp. Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks guys for coming on. And until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
2: All right. See Appreciate you, fellas. It.
0: The infamous Randy and the ever-wise Kelly right there. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Thank y'all for coming up and hunting with me. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it was kind of all over the place at times, but uh, I really enjoyed recording it, so hopefully y'all enjoyed listening to it. That's going to do it for this week, guys. We had a nice, full, long episode this week. We got a lot more coming down the pipe. Uh, Hopefully, like I said, uh, when I head to the Backwoods Show this weekend, I get to meet some new, cool, exciting people to have on the show. Uh, Man, last year... Oh God, I met several people that ended up coming on the show, including a couple people from like the National Wild Turkey Federation. Um, yeah, just lots, lots of cool people. So, thank you guys for listening. As always, I really, really appreciate it. If there is a topic out there that y'all want me to cover. Please, please shoot me a message on social media or something, and I will do my best to get that taken care of. Still got a few uh few topics here on the list that I don't think I've ever covered that I've been wanting to get to. So I'm doing my best to track down some some new exciting guests. You guys keep listening, and we're just gonna keep powering forward. So thank you guys once again, and until next week, I will see y'all right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast.